Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Again, one message, two parts, and I trust it'll help you. We're talking about how to stay humble in a haughty world. Now, please listen carefully to this, op- this first statement. It's on the screen behind me. Pride is a... Well, it's going to be on the screen behind me. Did it freeze up on you? There it is. Pride... Listen carefully, folks, because this may be one of the main issues that's causing you problems right now, and you're not even aware of it. Pride is a destroyer of relationships, careers, and reputation. Learning to have a meek and teachable spirit is the key to your family happiness your future financial security, and respect from others, not to mention your relationship with God. The impact of pride on our lives always destroys every area it touches. And the key is to, as hard as it is, to recognize pride, because prideful people tend not to recognize that they're prideful, Key, though, is to somehow seek God to understand that maybe you're dealing with this in some areas. Adrian Rogers was a very famous uh, Baptist preacher. He had a a big church. I think it was in Memphis, Tennessee. It had national uh, TV broadcasts. He said this about pride. There is a very dangerous sin that, in my estimation, is doing more to hold back revival, destroy homes, ruin this nation cause Christians to live in failure and defeat and fill hell with than any other sin. (laughs) Frankly, it is the sin of pride. He goes on to say, and this is the challenge, pride is a deceitful sin. Many people who are infected and infested with pride have no idea that they are. (coughs) As a matter of fact, The proud person is often very proud of his humility. And that's one of the difficulties of dealing with pride. Now, I believe this book to be the Word of God. I believe it is powerful. I believe it changes lives. I believe it can can convict us of sin, which we need when when we're guilty of sin. It can point us in the right direction. What this book says, I believe it. This book is not filled with mistakes and contradictions. This book is the Word of God. So what this book has to say about pride, you and I would be very wise to take it to heart. And it says a lot. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 2, it says this. When pride cometh... Then cometh shame. Pride brings shame. Pride will cause people to do things they shouldn't, say things they shouldn't in a proud way, and in the end, they are embarrassed for having put their 
foot in their mouth or having said something that wasn't right, wasn't accurate. It was based on pride. Prideful people will often find themselves being ashamed of what they did. Proverbs 13.10 Only by pride cometh contention. Where there is contention, in other words, there is pride. When a husband and wife are fighting and are at odds with one another, there's pride involved. They're either with one of them or both of them. When there's conflict between parents and a child, pride is involved there with one of them or with both of them. Proverbs 14.3, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. Prideful people will say some of the most foolish things. Proverbs 16.18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit, pride, before a fall. Pride goeth before destruction. There are so many people that are not living the lives they could have lived because they were simply filled with pride. Wouldn't listen to their parents. I don't need to listen to my parents. Their lives destroyed today. Wouldn't listen to you know, authorities in their life. I, I, I don't like that boss. I, I don't like bosses. I, I can't listen to bosses. And I, I'm going to be my own man. Life destroyed. I don't need to go to church. I don't need some pastor up there telling me what to do. Pride goeth before destruction. In Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride shall bring him low. What is pride? When we're talking about pride, let's make sure we're all on the same page this morning. Pride is a feeling that you are more important or better than other people. An inordinate self-esteem. Secondly, inordinate self-esteem. An unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, or elevation in office, which manifests itself in lofty airs, distance, reserve, and often in contempt of others. A prideful person just thinks too much of himself, thinks himself above others, often reflected in the fact that I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm my own man. I can do what I want to do. We're talking about living humble in a haughty world. This world all around us is very haughty. And people take pride in being proud. I speak my peace. I say what I want to say. I will have my way and I'll have nothing else. We're living in that kind of world. We're talking about this morning, though, becoming a different kind of person. So what's the problem with pride? Now, the Bible says there's all sorts of problems. Let's let's delve into it a little deeper. Number one, one of the problems with pride is pride destroys relationships. It destroys relationships. Relationships are important. But the Bible says only by pride cometh contention. It destroys marriages, it destroys uh, parents' and children's relationships, it it destroys workplace relationships, it destroys friendships, it can destroy churches, it can destroy uh, friendships at church. Only by pride cometh contention. Relationships are important. And the devil would like nothing more than to break down families, create problems in the workplace, And at the root of that is pride. Pride destroys relationships. It makes people contend with one another, argue with one another, 
fight with one another. And where that is going on, no matter the venue, you can rest assured pride is involved there. But not only that, think about it. Pride destroys careers. A man's pride, Proverbs 29, 23 says, a man's pride shall bring him low. Many people who have all kinds of potential have failed miserably in their careers because their pride has torpedoed their future. I I have met people, I have talked to people through the years here at this church who can't hold down a job. Why? Because that boss doesn't know anything. Those people are out to get me. In other words, he knows better than everybody else. You you think about it. You know, in, in, in a workplace, you know, you got Joe over here, and he knows better than anybody, and he's got all the answers, and nobody is as smart as him. And, and then they, they get together at their management meeting, and what are they going to say? Let's put Joe in charge. No. You know, let, let's see how we can let Joe go. We're not going to keep him here. You see, and at the root of that is pride, and it torpedoes careers. And then thirdly, pride destroys reputation. When pride cometh, Proverbs 11.2, then cometh shame. Nobody wants to be around a dictator. Nobody wants to be around an egotist. Nobody wants to be around someone who is arrogant, who is a know-it-all. It destroys reputation. It brings a person to shame. Know-it-alls aren't well spoken of. Know-it-alls aren't appreciated. Know-it-alls are avoided in life. You you try to find your way to to not be around that individual. There's all sorts of problems associated with pride. It destroys relationships. It destroys careers. It destroys one's very own reputation, which means you are not that salt and light that God wanted you to be. So then... Why is that? Why is pride so destructive? Why does the Bible say such strong things against pride? Just think about it for a second. Number one, pride keeps you from learning and growing because you already know it all. That's a problem with pride. Listen, folks, we should be learning. We should be growing. We should be reading. We should be listening. We should be fellowshipping. We should be involved. People filled with pride, they don't need any of that. I've read all those books. I've seen all that. Have you ever talked to somebody like that? You're making suggestions to them. I I don't need that. I've done that. Oh, that doesn't work. I've tried all that. And after a while, I just, okay. And and Sharon's told me she's dealt with people like that. And after a while, we said, okay, well, you, you know it all. How's, how's that working for you? Not very well, is it? Proud people, because they don't want to listen, they don't want to sit under the pastor, the children don't want to listen to their parents, the employee doesn't want to listen to the employer, those people, they, they, their growth is stunted. So that's one of the real practical issues with pride. Secondly, pride keeps you from being vulnerable and open because you never make mistakes. I don't need to be vulnerable. I don't need to own up to my mistakes. I don't make any. And without vulnerability, you lack a self-awareness that prevents an honest appraisal of where you need improvements as a person. So you, you not only, you, you stunt yourself in so many different ways. You don't learn and you don't grow. 
Pride keeps you from being vulnerable and open because you never make mistakes. Now, that message is for everybody else. It's not for me. I don't need that. I got everything going my way. Okay. Whoever that belongs to. What's that coming? Is that coming through the sound system? We've never had that before. Scott, are you up there? Is that coming through the sound system? Oh. <laughs> Don't anybody think about Velvet right now. She would be very embarrassed. So. <laughs> Velvet, point to Scott, you know, like it's him. You know, there she is. She's pointing to Scott. Okay. Well, you, that doesn't mean you need to go somewhere. That's not a code red. Got to get out of here right now. She's an EMT, so that's why that went off. Anyway, um, see, that, that just humbled you, didn't it? <laughs> Pride keeps you from being vulnerable. If you lack vulnerability, then you lack a self-awareness. If you lack that self-awareness, you can't realize where your faults are and fix them. And you say, stay stunted. But thirdly, pride keeps you from being empathetic with others because you're better than everybody else. Well, they brought it on themselves. If they knew what I knew, they wouldn't have done that. If proud people tend to be impatient with others, they deem to be weak and, and needy. And you come across as standoffish and you wonder why, why I don't have any friends. And why, why doesn't anybody ever want to be around me? So you see, the Bible's warnings about pride are legitimate. I mean, the Lord wants you and I to have a good life. Lots of friends. The Lord wants us to be financially secure, to be promoted in the workplace, to have growing relationships with your spouse and and with your family, and to have a good reputation where people will, will listen to you and you can be salt and light in this world. I like these two quotes. Though when we do have pride, through pride we are ever deceiving ourselves. That's one of the hideous things about pride. You are self-deceived. When you think you don't have to listen to people, when you think you don't have to change, when you make every excuse in the world for why you do what you do. But this may be my favorite quote of the day. Pride is a prison that perpetuates anger, hurt, and foolishness while keeping at bay the restorative effects of conviction, humility, and reconciliation. Pride is the prison that perpetuates anger, hurt, and foolishness. And that really does describe the people that I believe are so filled with pride. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that the women came out of all the cities of Israel. David, you know, working for the king, has gone to do battle, has been very successful in battle. He comes home, there's this great celebration that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to make kings... uh, to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. There's this great celebration. You would think that Saul would have been proud of David. He's valuable to me. Yes, he deserves your praise. Way to go, David. Listen. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands and to me. They have ascribed but thousands. 
And what can he have more but the kingdom? You see, pride made Saul envious of the acclaim that the people were giving to David. Pride destroyed his relationship with a man that he should have had a great relationship with. Pride can destroy your relationships, just like it did. He should have appreciated David. He should have thought highly of David. But because of his pride, he hated David and went on to try to uh, murder David on multiple occasions. That's how pride can ruin relationships. And it may be working on ruining a relationship that is not going well in your life right now. Think of any relationship. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's with a friend. Maybe it's with your spouse. Uh, maybe it's with your parents or with your, with your children. Think, think about any relationship that's not going well right now. Could pride be a factor? Is it a fact that people are just holding their ground? Nobody wants to be humble. Nobody wants to be meek. Nobody wants to work it out. Everybody wants to have their own way. Pride destroys relationships. But we also see in Saul that pride can destroy careers. He had been anointed king. Let's pick up the story in chapter 13, verse number 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest uh, camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at at Mishmash, In verse number 12, Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering, which he shouldn't have done. He was not supposed to do it. He was supposed to wait till Samuel. Only the priest is supposed to do the offering. But he went ahead, pride, took it into his own hands, said, we're going to go ahead and do this offering anyway. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would God, uh, would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Listen to this. His, his career is going south now. But now, verse number 14, thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee took a lot of ego on his part to say, you know, Samuel's not back. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I can do this. Maybe he's thinking, I can do this sacrifice better than Samuel could anyway. I'd like to see it done this way. He was king. And Samuel says, you're done. You're done. God's going to find him a man after his heart, not a man who's following his own will. And I wonder... How many people this day have problems at work because they can't listen? They won't do as they're told. They want to do it their way. And they get offended whenever they are uh, corrected. And just, you know, because they're just filled with so much pride. Or, Or they think everybody at work is stupid. If I was running that place, man, we would be running it so much better. And they end up losing their job. You see, pride creates some real problems in our lives with relationships, with careers, and with reputation. Listen to the tragic end of Saul's life, a man that I believe was obviously filled with pride. 
In 1 Chronicles 10, 13, so, so Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit. There, there's so many other things being mentioned here that he did wrong. And inquired not of the Lord, didn't need to, he was filled with pride. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Saul's woeful reputation is rehearsed here in this eulogy. What is the reputation? Thousands of years later, what do we think of Saul? It says here in this eulogy, if you will, that he transgressed against the Lord. He sought advice from the spirit world, not of God. And he was taken out, as it says here, by the Lord. A reputation that he cannot change. It's been set, and it's been set for thousands of years. Pride gave him a reputation by which we do not admire him, but we pity him. We think of a man that is filled with shame. So, you see, there are real problems with pride if we have it and we don't address it. It can affect our reputation. It can affect our careers. It can affect our relationships. Now, let's ask a question this morning. Could you be a proud person? Is it possible, and I'm I'm not going to pass that judgment. This is an introspective question that I'm asking all of us, myself included. That same Adrian Rogers, the Baptist preacher that I started the quotes off with at the beginning of the message, he preached a message on pride, and in that message, he listed some things for a self-evaluation. He listed criteria that if you're guilty of any one of these things or any combination of these things, there's a very good chance that, whether you like to admit it or not, that you're a proud person. What are those things that he mentioned? Well, first, a proud person becomes irritated when corrected for mistakes. A proud person becomes irritated when corrected for mistakes. How do you respond to correction? Maybe it may come from a spouse. Maybe it may come from a mom or dad or from a coworker or a boss or whoever it may be. How do you respond to correction? If you become simply irritated at the fact that someone would dare question you, there's a pretty good chance you might be a proud individual. And with that is going to come the problems in relationships and career and in reputation. I think a second thing he mentioned in this test for pride... A proud person accepts praise for things over which he or she has no control. A proud person just very simply loves to be praised. And whether you're really deserving of the praise or not, you sure like it. And maybe a greater problem is when you think you deserve praise and you didn't get it, then you're really bothered by that. Either of those scenarios could indicate that you are a person that is dealing with way too much pride. Another indicator of a person who is proud is pride will not admit mistakes. Pride will not admit mistakes. There are some people, you've dealt with them, that they just can't be wrong. You know, and we, we all, to a degree, like to defend ourselves. We all want to be right. 
I mean, I, I, I could be smart aleck when I was a kid. My mom, I, have you ever heard the expression, you'd argue with a gatepost? You ever heard that expression? Well, that's what my mom used to tell me. She said, you, when I was little, you're not arguing. You would argue with a gatepost. And then when I really wanted to be sent to my room, I would say, yeah, and I would probably win. You know, <laughs> go to your room. That, 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 that's an, I, I didn't win. That's where pride got me. Pride will not admit mistakes. You know, there's sometimes, folks, we just have to admit we, we were wrong. You know, we just have to understand that. Next, pride refuses to take counsel and to learn from other people. Pride refuses to take counsel and to learn from other people. I think if, if I were making this list up, I think I would put that number one. I think that's the number one indicator of a person who is prideful. They don't need to talk to anybody. They don't need to listen to the preacher. They don't need to have a private conversation with the preacher. They don't want to go seek advice from the preacher, their parents, or anybody else. Why? Because they want to do it their way. And that is a serious indicator that you may be dealing with a heart full of pride. I can't tell you how many times, I, again, repeating what I said a while ago, talking with somebody, trying to help them, saying, well, have you read this? Oh, those books, no, they, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, okay, well, listen, why don't you listen to this podcast? This is really, no, 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 that, that guy, he's a know-it-all. He don't know what he's talking about. You know, if you have that kind of spirit, you know, again, I would ask you, how's that working for you? I can tell you, it's not working well. Next, pride often shows itself in competition with other people. Now, there's nothing wrong with a friendly kind of competition, but this is, this is more serious and more sinister than that. This is somebody that's got to be right and, and, and sees everybody as in competition with them, and they have to win, and they have to win all the time. And if they don't win or perceive that they don't win, then they're mad. They're angry. What's the matter with him? Well, the boss didn't take his suggestion. And he's just really ticked off about it the rest of the day. Don't go around him. Don't go around her. It's a person with pride. And I like this one. Adrian Rogers concludes this little survey by saying, Pride does not want more. Pride wants more than somebody else. I got I to be on top. I, I want people to notice me. I, it, it is all about me. Understand. Folks, and the Bible's very clear. Pride can ruin relationships. The Bible says so. Pride can ruin careers. The Bible says so. Prideful people are brought low. They're not promoted. They are brought low. And pride can ruin reputations. And worst of all, pride can ruin you spiritually. You know, a proud person doesn't need to read their Bible. A proud person doesn't need to go to church. A proud person doesn't need to listen to the pastor. A proud person certainly doesn't need to change the way they live because they're living just the way they want to live. It can ruin you spiritually, which is the worst ruin of them all because you will eventually just drift away from God, drift away from believers, drift away from the church. But that ought to concern you. I like what Charles Spurgeon said back in the late 1800s over in England to his church. He said this, and I quote, No matter how dear, no matter how dear you are to God, 
If pride is harbored in your spirit, he will whip it out of you. They that go up in their own estimation must come down again by his discipline. We're going to talk much more about it this afternoon when we talk about meekness as the cure for pride. But pride really is going to be handled in one of two ways. Either you are going to, on your own, under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, realize that you are a proud person and deal with it. Or, as Spurgeon says, God will make life very hard for you. Bring you to your knees. As a child of God, he loves you. And if there's one thing the Bible said God hates, what does he hate? He hates pride. He hates it. And if he sees it in one of his children, whatever he has to do to discipline you, usually by making life very hard for you, he will do it. Remember the statement we started with. Pride is a destroyer of relationships, careers, and reputation. Learning to have a meek and teachable spirit is the key to your family happiness future financial security, and respect from others, not to mention your relationship with God. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.